Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time and that whenever and wherever you happen to be during this ever changing earth cycle of energy, earth cycles of energy, I should say, there's more than one. I hope that you're able to keep your wits and your sanity about you and that you're able to kind of roll with the punches and just be here now, no matter where you are. I have, uh, today been made aware of several conversations I've had with people that I just don't simply remember. I come from a different timeline and parts of conversations stick out as brand new information for me. (laughs) And it's kind of weird. It's kind of freaking me out a little bit, just to be honest. Um, whereas I will remember the conversation. Um, I will remember other things that stick out and then that's it, you know? (laughs) And I don't know. I, it's not the only thing that's been going on. I looked up some things in my, in this podcast and I saw the titles of some of the episodes that I don't remember making, even though I remember the topic, I don't remember that being the title. And I feel like I just made a a massive leap somehow. I'm hearing the word 40 since yesterday, 40 timelines since yesterday I've hopped up. Holy shit. (laughs) Prime creators like, yeah, you've hopped up like 40 timelines since yesterday. I'm exhausted guys. And I don't know why did I, did I bilocate? No, uh, uh, I had that weird dream the other day. I can barely remember it now. As that was like 40 timelines ago. That was so 40 timelines ago. <laughs> Can we make this like a Valley Girl thing? No. <laughs> I do come from a timeline in which we remember that song, Valley Girl. <laughs> from the, uh, oh gosh, was it the 70s or 80s? I think it was the 80s. Oh man. Um, I hope that no matter what happens, no matter how strange this world gets, how many times you hop up and you're consciously aware of being this multidimensional person that you are. I hope that you're remembering to drink your water, get your rest, take your vitamins, eat well, and that you don't forget to breathe. We talked about that yesterday. (laughs) 40 timelines go (laughs) for me. I don't know. I just feel so, um, odd very, very odd. I feel like, um, somehow I'm not connecting to this timeline I'm on and I feel like I'm going to hop and leap from it when I fall asleep tonight. I think I'm going to go up like another three or four timelines by tomorrow. And what do I mean when I say timelines? Like a lot of people do talk about this timeline thing, this timeline hopping. And I know I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, at least (laughs) where I came from. I, I wonder how multidimensional my actual show is like from timeline to timeline, what's actually changed in each individual, 
um, (laughs) in each individual episode. Like I don't have time to go review all of them, obviously, um, every day to see like, Oh, I don't remember saying that. Or, Oh, I do remember that. Or that's changed now. You know, it might even be Mandela effects. You might hear something that I say in a past episode and then you hop several timelines and you go back to that same episode and maybe I'm saying something slightly different now. It's kind of weird, man. I know that over the years I've changed, um, my ideas. Some I've changed the way that I say certain things because I feel as I get more information, then I'm giving you a better quality information as I learn, you learn that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, you just got to keep your wits about you because when you start to become aware that you're hopping a timeline and what this is, let me explain this real quick. Um, according to quantum mechanics, quantum physics, there are supposedly millions, thousands, if not millions of, um, parallel realities, parallel universes that we simultaneously live on. There is an us equivalent on each of these parallel, uh, universes or the planes of existence. Like the way I look at it is if, um, God, there's so many movies and stuff about this, like the time traveler's wife, but that's time travel. That's different. Um, sliding doors, I think is a movie that's about this, uh, exact thing, but sliders is, um, an excellent old show. It's one of my favorites. Uh, God, I mean, I've watched every episode. In fact, if I could, I would go back and buy, I would go buy all these on DVD because they're excellent. It's an excellent show. It's exciting. And it's just about a guy who's in college. He's in his twenties and he invents like a clicker (laughs) and he could hop between parallel universes. And now he doesn't know how to get back because he can't remember, you know, or he doesn't know how to get that exact energy signature. So every time he pushes a button a, a wormhole or portal opens and he goes to another timeline. And wh- so what do I mean by that? So, so say you're standing, so you're standing here, say you're standing up and you're just, you're facing forward. And if you put your arms, um, out, like maybe a foot to your side on your right and on your left with your fingers pointing down, and you can imagine that maybe there's another universe right there, starting where your fingers are pointing down to the ground, just like maybe half a foot over or a few inches over to the right and to the left. And now imagine that there's like millions of them to the right and to the left or thousands. And that the, the single common denominator from your perspective is that there's a you on all of those planes of existence, every foot or so over, and they vibrate at slightly a different rate than where you're at right now. And as they're vibrating, um, at a different rate, if you can imagine that the ones to the right, that's the future and higher vibrations, even though straight ahead is the future, but the, but you're going to eventually hop. So eventually your future is straight ahead and also to the right. 
if you imagine that your past would be then um, behind you, but also to the left on all these planes of existence. Now that's not really technically your past because your future and your past exist on every single one of these planes of existence. And you imagine that they're just a bunch of lines and, but they're your past because that's when you vibrated at a lower rate of being, but you learned how to meditate and you raise your vibration. So you hop up a timeline. So you, you cross over from this plane of existence to just one over to the right, but it's vibrating at a little bit higher rate. And now you're on this timeline and it's not much different. It's only 2% different. Maybe I always say it's about two and a half percent different. Like, so you're on this, this plane of existence where you're at, you vibrate higher. That means maybe you spend a whole day feeling happy, maybe cuddling with your cat or sleeping or dancing, or you actually went out and made really good food for yourself. You went and got all the ingredients and instead of your typical, um, fast food or your typical just junk food that you would normally eat, you know, I don't know what you normally eat, but just say, instead of just like, eh, just go get a bag of chips. I'll be fine today. I'll eat something better tomorrow. But instead of doing that, you actually went out and you bought vegetables and, and, um, high quality meat or everything organic and made yourself a smoothie and, and you made, and you put on great music, like maybe some sexy bossa nova from Brazil or whatever it is that you like. Right. And then, so you do that and you spend a whole day nurturing yourself, loving yourself, um, brushing your hair, cleansing your body, eating good food, meditating, listening to music. And then all of a sudden you hop up to another timeline. So you're always moving forward no matter what, because we're on earth and the third dimensional world requires that you live within the parameters of a thing called time. Uh, when you're in the heaven, um, above this planet, there's not as much it, it like time is very slow passing, but it seems like you, it's almost seems like a place that's timeless. It's connected to earth. So there is a bit of a passage of time, but not much, not compared to here where every 24 hours, it's a brand new day in heaven. You don't really have day and night. It's just always day. So anyway, if you, um, so say you, st you step over one parallel universe, that's what I call hopping a timeline, hopping up a timeline. And it's not that you're hopping physically up or that you're hopping at all, but rather you're just moving over one, <laughs> you're moving over one timeline, right? And it's like, you're just kind of doing the cha 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 <laughs> over to a higher vibration and your vibration will go up just ever so slightly. And your physical body might feel the same, but you walk, you walk around and you're like looking at things like, huh, it's exactly how I remember it. But when you touch something and has a different energy signature, because the you that was you on this plane of existence has a slightly different tweaked higher vibration than where you came from. So if you suddenly got very, very negative and you know, your life fell apart and you just went into a funk, it's possible you're going to cha 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 back down other planes of existence where now things are much darker. Things are much ruder. They're weirder. They're bad. They're, um, 
it doesn't seem like you have as much hope or, um, you know, it depends on how far you fall, (laughs) but if you cha-cha-cha back over to the higher planes of existence and you're going up, up, up in vibration and alignment with the one will alignment with your higher self, the higher you align yourself spiritually to the best possible energy that's available to you in, in these moments, that's how you hop up a timeline. It's something that happens automatically. It's something that has been happening automatically to everybody in every lifetime, no matter what, since the beginning of time, it's just that scientists have um, figured out that it's happening. And now we're physically able to, when you're spiritually awake, you're physically able to detect when it's happening. And that's the, that's the difference. You know, like five years ago, you didn't know. I mean, you're walking down the street and you could go right, or you can go left and you know, you make a left and now you're, (laughs) you just hop down a timeline or you make a right, you hop up a timeline. You know, maybe you, you hop, you know, you say you go down an alleyway and you get beaten up by a gang and they take your wallet. Well, now that's obviously you just hop down several timelines. That's the path that you chose. Now you've got to get yourself back up. You got to find, you know, a wormhole or something (laughs) energetically speaking to get back up to where you were, you know, or say you, you make, um, a right and you run into somebody who just so happens to be, um, a lead singer of a band, a band that you absolutely loved your whole life. And, oh my God, I can't believe it. Now you're elated. Life seems to be like everything is going your way because you made the right choice, right? So, but in the past, we wouldn't even know something happens and it's like, oh, wow, you make a decision and something happens and okay, well, that's what we live with. That's the consequence. But we have been um, given the opportunity to look beyond the veil and we're starting to see the, the quantum mechanics of the universe from a personalized perspective. And that's why we start to have things like personal Mandela effects and we're having, um, the idea in the very real sense that we're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. (laughs) No, no, not even a little bit. We are, um, hopping up timelines left and right, you know, and the greater majority of us are like, Oh shit. I'm like consciously aware that I just topped up a timeline. That was fricking weird. That was very, very weird. And when you wake up and you're just like, huh, my coffee cup is a different color or I didn't leave my shoes like that last night and no one else was in here. Now my shoes are slightly askew of what I remember or (laughs) all these weird little things. And you're just like, Hmm, I moved to another timeline. So I don't know. I I feel like really weird and disoriented today. I was up in time to have done the show like four hours ago, but I didn't know what to talk about. I just felt very weird and disoriented all day long. And as my, um, connection to prime creator is very strong. And I asked what happened (laughs) and that's what he said is basically you hopped up like 40 timelines since yesterday. And I don't know what I did to deserve that. Maybe I just raised my vibration. Maybe I just focused on love and God himself. 
um, the word God, um, my friend Ray told me that, and he's a long-term listener of the show. Um, so, Hey, shout out to Ray of New York. He said, um, he found something that said the vibration of the word God is vibrating basically at 186,000, um, miles per second, which is the speed of light pretty much. And that makes sense since, you know, God created all of that, (laughs) but it's very weird. I'm like, wow, I didn't know that. So I do a thing when I go to bed at night, because I read in the life and teaching of the masters of the far East, where, um, brother Yeshua, um, Jesus himself said that if you just focus on the word God and repeat it out loud over and over again, basically that it's going to bring you more into alignment with the one will you're going to be able to, um, accelerate your own personal progress. Basically. I don't remember the words he said, but that was something along those lines. So I, you know, between that and what Ray told me, (laughs) I've been like, just like when I go to bed at night, I'm just like, God, 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 you know, (laughs) and that's all, you know, and when I, you know, feel a little bit lower in vibration, I will say the Ho'oponopono process. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Those are the four phrases of the Ho'oponopono process. When I have a lower vibrational feeling, that's what I say until that raises my vibration. But usually when I say those four phrases, it lowers my vibration right now. I just felt in my stomach and my gut that that lowered my vibration a little. So to bring it back up, I just say, God, 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 God. So, um, I don't know. We live in the weirdest of times. The more you spiritually, um, arouse yourself from your gentle, ignorant slumber (laughs) of the past, the more that you become awake and aware, the more you're going to understand that these things are happening and at an accelerated rate and things that you didn't believe were possible are happening things that you didn't even think were a thing or were possible, such as ETs visiting us. You might look up and see a fleet of ships. (laughs) You might look up and see the whole sky is filled with the most beautiful colored plasma because you weren't able to see it before. You might look at a normal pink flower. And now you're seeing the electric blue hue around it, like it's aura and also fuchsia tones that you never quite noticed before your eyes are starting to see a lot more, um, colors and almost like a higher octave, a higher energy signature of colors than you previously were able to see. You might wake up and now you're practically blind. You can't see it all. And a couple hours later, you're fine. You could see not only fine, but now you're seeing beyond the veil. Um, these are weird things have been happening. They've been happening to me. They've been happening to other people. I talked to other people, um, hovering your finger over a keyboard. You know, we talked about this and, um, you're not even touching your screen and all of a sudden it's registering as if you did. And then there's also the times where you touch your screen and it doesn't register that you're even, um, touching the screen at all. 
<laughs> like, is my finger that damn dry? Do I have phantom finger? What the hell? Like, <laughs> hello, register my finger as human skin. Damn it. <laughs> but I've been, um, feeling really strange and disoriented today. And I don't really know exactly. Is it the only that? Yeah. God's no, it's not something else. Did I go somewhere? Did I go to Andromeda? I don't know. I think I went somewhere. Was I abducted? Yeah, I was taken. Did I go to a committee meeting? I don't know what I did. Shit. I think I I get the ETs come and get me sometimes and they do things to my body. I, they've given me surgery. They've given me implants that I feel kind of weird and disoriented. I have days where I wake up and I can't feel my body. I feel like I'm numbed from, um, some kind of anesthesia <laughs> and sometimes I feel emotionally and physically out of it and then after a couple of weeks I shake it off and I'm fine normal again so I don't know um, this stuff has been happening my whole life so I'm just my soul is just like okay we're gonna just breathe today that's it we're just gonna eat a grapefruit and we're going to watch a Seinfeld, you know, we're going to do normal shit to start to feel normal again, you know, but I'm, I'm spending most of my days. Like when I cook, I will ask God to bless it. I do a, a Hebrew, um, based, it's actually a very mystical. Um, my friend who is Jewish told me this, she went to a really strange, um, like Kabbalah workshop that had some very mystical and amazing qualities to it. And she told me this one thing where you, um, you put your right hand over your food that you're about to prepare, or even if you're in a restaurant food that you're about to eat and you'll say, um, you, and you make it go in a, you put your hand in a, um, clockwise circle. And I mentioned this a couple years ago. I probably mentioned it a year or two ago, but every so often I mention all of these things over and over again, because first of all, we learn through a repetition. And second of all, um, I have like 750 or so episodes and it's hard for most people to keep up. So <laughs> if you catch this one, you didn't catch the other ones. Now you're at least gaining the information. So you, um, put your hand, um, hovered above your food and you go in a clockwise circle as you say the following nine nine six one nine nine six one nine nine six one intensify and magnify thank you creator of all that is so uh, when you say that then it takes the toxins out of your food they did scientific studies about this and you, um, can say the nine, nine, six, one, all you want, but unless you say, thank you, creator, you don't change the food. But when you do say those words, thank you, creator of all this is, you are able therefore to, um, increase the vibration of your food and take out the toxins or at least lessen the effects of anything in the food that might've harmed you before. And I've done this, um, <laughs> for my children since they were little, I, you know, if they've already eaten their food and I forgot, then I'll, I'll hover my hand over their tummies, <laughs> you know, or over their heads so that their body is, is fine. 
and I've done this for myself. I've done this, um, a lot. And I, I see that it raises the vibration, you know, and I write the word, uh, love and the word God on my water bottle. So if you guys get, um, sparklets or any, you know, brand of water delivered to your home, just write it on there or get a sticker that says love and God, and just put that on that water. You're going to affect the energetic vibration, everything. And I mean, everything from your bones to your body, to everything is made of up of vibration. Everything has an energy signature. Your soul is unique in this world, but everything is made up of energy. And I've been quite aware that my body is molecules, atoms and protons of late, like of the past week or two, I've been feeling that more where I'm aware of all of the spaces in between all of my molecules. And I'm aware that I'm not really solid physically, (laughs) even though, I mean, I could sit on a pillow and it kind of squishes down. I mean, it appears that I'm solid, but even the pillow is not even really solid. And it's weird to have this kind of an awareness and to always know it. And it's weird to know that you are living several lifetimes on several different parallel dimensions. And it's weird to know that you're, um, a part of you is still in heaven and a part of you is still in or on other planets, quite possibly in case you're living a couple different lifetimes at once. We have, um, well, just different existences and different places, depending on who we are and where our energy is needed. And sometimes it makes you feel weird and disoriented. So I just wanted to say that it's okay to pretend you're solid for the day. (laughs) It's okay to pretend you're here and now for the day, for the moment. It's okay to get yourself a cup of hot chocolate or a cup of tea. (laughs) It's okay to take a magnesium to relax your muscles and, um, take the pain out of your body. Um, or turmeric, man, I've been eating turmeric a lot to take out inflammation. Garlic. I mean, I'm sure I feel so guilty every time I go to cuddle with my cat. I'm like, oh, I know she can smell my garlic breath. I'm trying to brush my teeth, but I'm sure it's still there. Poor, my poor fur baby. But um, it's okay to, uh, you know, take your vitamins or smoke your weed or whatever it is that make you makes you feel confident that you're okay in this moment because a lot of this multidimensional shit really can make you feel crazy, um, disoriented. It can make you feel a little nauseated and dizzy when you start realizing, Oh shit. You know, if you feel people thinking about you and and their thoughts come to you in waves, or if they're being mean in their mind towards you, you could feel it as darts hitting your body. That's, I feel it almost instantaneously when people have a thought about me when it's negative, especially so I'm like pulling out swords or darts or whatever it is they think they got away with sending my way. And I always send it back. <laughs> I put it up with a wall of love and they have to love their way out of those negative emotions or die trying. <laughs> Cause that love will never go anywhere because love is always 
love is the only thing in this universe that keeps us um, here. If it's not for love, we would fly off the planet because gravity wouldn't exist. If it wasn't for love, we would be having no purpose. Reality wouldn't exist and God wouldn't exist because love is God and God is love. And so just realize that everything is love and it's okay for you to um, love binge watching your favorite show on Netflix. It's okay for you to love a chocolate candy bar today. It's okay for you to love just going swimming and doing nothing else and fucking off work today. And it's okay to love your work and it's okay to get a different job or do a different thing. It's okay to, you know, break up your relationship if it's not working out for you. And it's okay for you to be single for long periods of time. If you're just not interested in having a relationship right now, it's okay to tell your twin flame. You don't think you're ready and it's okay to get married and it's okay to be trans and it's okay to be gay. It's okay for you to be a straight white male in America, even though you might feel like you're a target these days, right? (laughs) It's okay for you to be who you want to be. It's okay to wear pink no matter where you live. It's so funny in the United States. That's like a big thing. I've, I've noticed that men make fun of other men for wearing the color pink And when I got outside of the United States, I met people from many cultures around the world traveling throughout South America when I was traveling with my kids and men from all over the world wear pink and it's like not a big deal. It's like, and like, and I'll even say, so I like your pink shirt. You look good in the color. I want to ask you about your peers back home. Would they make fun of you for wearing this? And I, I mean, the the weirdest looks I got like, what? No, nobody would ever. What? What are you talking about? I'm like, wow, the U.S. is really weird. <laughs> we have a lot of weird things like that. Like, oh, you wear pink. You're some kind of a, you know, this or that. It's so dumb. There's a lot of um, childish behavior in the United States that I've noticed. Um, <laughs> and I had to leave the U.S. to understand more of it. You know, um, a lot of the weird prejudices that just, they're just arbitrary and weird. And they're so random. But it's okay to wear whatever you want to wear and it's okay to be whatever you want to be, eat what you want to eat and, you know, give yourself permission to sleep 12 hours a night. If you have to give yourself permission to get off of social media once in a while, um, to take a mental health break. It's okay to learn violin. It's okay to learn how to rap. It's okay to, Wear later hosen if that's your, um, if that's your fancy, (laughs) it's okay to, um, explore alternatives to everything, alternatives to raising your kids, alternatives to college, alternatives to, uh, medicine that you were given by the governmental sponsored doctors, whatever. It's okay to just do whatever it is that you believe is going to make you happy in the moment. You know, it's okay to listen to the show, <laughs> which, you know, cause that's why you're here obviously. But I don't know. I feel weird and disoriented. I don't know if it's because of the CME impact that we had, um, 
in the past couple days, we had a couple of them actually. Um, I don't know. It's okay to feel weird. It's okay to acknowledge that you feel disoriented and weird and it's okay to just not be okay for right this moment, knowing full well, you're going to make a full recovery and you're going to be just fine and you're going to be just fine quite soon. Anyway, I wanted to go over the space weather news before we get into tonight's, you know, main event, which is I will be channeling the Laren 12. Am I connected to you guys already? Yeah, I am. They're not projecting themselves here. I don't know why. Usually I hear the sound of a crash landing and then they're physically out of phase with me and I can't see them with my eyes, but the electrical energy of my room will shift and there's a higher vibrational quality when they're around and um, it's usually pretty intense it's quite an event and I have uh, captured that crash landing sound on um, my show several times in the past especially my first and second year sometimes they would just like crash land in the middle of some other topic (laughs) and they just show up and I love them so much. They're, um, the cat headed people, the, the Lyrans, they have a hominid body like we do, but their heads are very cat like, and they have more hair on their body like a kitty cat. And a lot of Lyrans, um, actually live on earth in the form of a cat body. They are, um, pretty much hiding out because they were hunted for a long time which I don't want to go into it's too scary to talk about right now but uh, and my cat is Lyran she is an archangel from her home planet but she's here on earth to help us and she's been my cat three times this is my third time she's been with me and she's my just my ever forever companion she's just such a sweetheart and we had a good time earlier. We were, she wanted to fight. She didn't feel like, um, being nice. (laughs) So we had a fight and, you know, we play a, we have a game we call intruder and I, I slap my arm. I wear black and I slap my arm and she jumps up and attacks my arm. And, you know, in case we ever have a real intruder, I hope she remembers the intruder game. I hope she understands what we're talking about there. But, um, Right now she's sleeping, but earlier she was really happy about having this attacking thing. She she reared up like a bear, and we started slapping each other. It was hilarious. But sometimes we have our fake fights, and then she lets me hold her, and she purrs and meows, and yeah, <laughs> she gets kind of super feisty. And then a few minutes later, she's like, "Okay, we're fine now. Everything's good." But anyway, um, spaceweather.com is really strange today um, as well. The solar wind is usually in the 400s, 300s to 400s. Right now, it's 652.4 kilometers per second. So I feel very much connected to the sun itself. And I know when the um, solar wind speed speeds up like this, especially when it's not coming our way, it's not like we're not in the middle of a solar wind. It's just like on the surface of the sun still this fast. I notice on those days I feel kind of weird and disoriented. So I don't know if that's it. I, you know, I just feel like there's many factors. So if you're also feeling weird and disoriented, it's okay. You know, it's going to (laughs) happen. We're going to have days like this. 
Mama said there'd be days like this. There'll be days like this. My mama said, Mama said, Mama said. <laughs> okay, I'm not a singer. I'm a podcaster. So, all right. Anyway, <laughs> I just had to. I just that sometimes that song comes to my mind when I say that. Anyway, a CME impact sparked strong geomagnetic storms, according to spaceweather.com. The cannibal CME we talked about yesterday hit Earth's magnetic field on the 3rd, which is, of course, Wednesday. And the impact sparked a strong G3-class geomagnetic storm with intense auroras around the Arctic Circle. The Aurora tour guide Marcus Varik photographed the outburst from Tromsk, Norway. Now, if you look at this, or maybe it's Tromso, I don't know. Anyway, from Norway, we'll say. This is such an incredible picture. Uh, you should go to spaceweather.com and see it. How do I describe it? Um, various shades of lime and emerald and teal green with white and purple and it's almost in the shape of a cabbage (laughs) i don't know how to explain it other than it's like a flower or a cabbage and it's just high vibrational colors and it's absolutely beautiful over to the right it looks like a um an archangel you can see the wings and the feet trailing behind. It looks like an archangel's flying into this. And um, it almost looks, there's a shape in here, almost like the eye of Horus. Ooh, ooh, and below there is an actual eye that looks like an eyeball, like something was actually looking at us. And that's now very creepy and I can't look at it anymore. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, that's on spaceweather.com for the, it says Thursday, November 4th. They're always a day ahead of us. So, all right. Sunspots AR2887 and AR2891 both pose a continued threat for C-class solar flares. We're on uh, sunspot number 41 right now. Um, let's see. Wow. The current Aurora Borealis Oval is now reaching well into, uh, North Dakota and Minnesota and what looks like not quite Michigan, but definitely all of Canada. If you're in any part of Canada, even in British Columbia, unless you're in the very southernmost part of British Columbia, it looks like you will be able to see amazing Aurora Borealis. Um, And you could also, if you're nowhere near then, uh, there, I'm not, you can also go to YouTube and watch the Aurora Boras. Um, They're so, so beautiful. I highly recommend it. Anyway, there are no significant coronal holes on the Earth's side of the sun. In fact, they're even smaller now today than from yesterday when I was telling you at the top there was some, you know, um, coronal holes, but it looks like they're kind of healing up again. So there's not going to be a solar wind coming our way anytime soon, but the blasts that, you know, the CMEs, definitely there's potential for more coming our way. So uh, according to the All Sky Fireball Network and NASA's All Sky Cameras, 
above the United States. Um, they don't have anything new to report since yesterday's report. So that's it. Maybe they just forgot or there was nothing to report. Who knows? I doubt that. I just feel like sometimes they don't totally get these reports in on time. Anyway, uh, let's go to the uh, Schumann Resonance News. When we go to DisclosureNews.it out of Italy, we'll see where they were at today. And then that's going to be followed with the report from HeartMath.org or the HeartMath Institute. So according to the Italian website, the blackout is over. And the only thing that they really have is power nine. It's not a whole lot to show, you know, so it's only up high. The spike is only like up by one point, whatever one point, I guess that'd be 17 technically Hertz frequency. Not a whole lot, not a whole lot going on there. Usually it's a lot more, um, you know, a lot more spiky, a lot more energy going on. So if you're feeling weird and disoriented, it's probably not the Schumann resonance, especially if you're in Europe, it's something else, right? For me, like I said, I hopped up 40 timelines at once. I mean, I think that CME really brought me up, 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 up. And I, I've been utilizing the energy of these things as they hit us. And I feel like it's raising me in vibration considerably. And that's, what's popping me into other timelines and, you do feel disoriented, a little queasy actually, and sleepy when you hop up so many so fast. Once you get your bearings and you're like, okay. And I feel like less physical, less solid than normal. Even though if I, my hand touches itself, you know, like when you put your fingers together, it still feels just as solid as how you remember it. But there's something about it. I just, and I can't put a finger on it, but I feel less dense somehow. If that makes any sense, it's very weird. <laughs> oh God, this ascension is very, very weird. Anyway. Um, so when we go to heartmouth.org and we look at the GCMS magna magnetometer and the Schumann resonances power, we'll see what the spikes are. And what we have is, um, the 2300 hour of November 1st is the, um, latest news. Cause they are about a day and a half behind. So this is what we've got in California. They were at 61 Hertz frequency. Hofu, Saudi Arabia, as well as Northland, New Zealand are still down on the mat for the count at zero Hertz frequency. So not only are they not getting the normal 7.83 Hertz frequency, they're literally just, they're just dead in the water. Nothing is being registered. Anyway, uh, Lithuania was at 130 Hertz frequency. Alberta, Canada was at, and here's an archangel, not archangel, but any angel, I guess, angel numbers, your holy guardian angel might be talking to you through this one. I don't know if you see 99 a lot, then here's another confirmation because they were at 99 Hertz frequency in Alberta, Canada. Um, and last but not least, uh, Hulu Louis, South Africa was at 191 Hertz frequency and that's it. That was, that was the biggest spike of course of all. So 
I don't know, shows me that something is going around, going on around the world, and, well, now you have it. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, guys, and when I come back, I will be channeling the Laren 12 for you guys. I have no idea what the topic is going to be tonight, only they know what they wish to talk to us about. So, there you have it, and away we go. I just looked, and we were at 44 minutes and 11 seconds in, so there are two more arc or angel numbers for you. Um, I'll be right back. Oh, 4422. There we go. <laughs> I'll be right back right after these messages. This episode of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast, is sponsored by Jupiter Jewels, an independent online crystal store, helping you to connect more deeply with all Jupiterian blessings, including spirituality, abundance, self-growth, and more. Providing affordable shipping across the UK, Europe, and North America, Jupiter Jewels can help you progress on your spiritual path with ease. Visit jupiter-jewels.com today to explore life's hidden jewels. That's jupiter-jewels.com. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you. Alright guys, so I am connected to the Lyran 12. This is a group of 12 Lyrans. I don't know exactly what planets or planet they're all from. Maybe throughout the Vega star system originally. But Lyrans now hail from all over the universe as they have settled in various places. And uh, anyway, forgive me for sounding a little under the weather in the past hour my allergies have gotten really bad I ate a bunch of garlic actually I had um, pasta with a lot of garlic and just a little bit of parmesan cheese fresh parmesan cheese was excellent but um, the garlic was not enough to keep me from (laughs) sounding like I have a cold now I don't think I'm sick I think it's just an allergy, but if I take the allergy medicine, then I'd sound very tired. So, oh God, uh, (laughs) I might have to stop this and get a a cup of hot tea in a minute. But anyway, uh, here we go. I am connected to the Lyrans and what do I do when I channel? How do I do this? I use 
my God-given gift and power of telepathy. I am an indirect channel. And a direct channel is somebody who actually... Basically, they, their soul steps aside and they allow their physical body to be taken over by another being or a group of beings. An example of a direct channel is Daniel Scranton, who channels the Arcturians or Cryon, which is a group of beings that are channeled through Lee Carroll. And he's been at it since the 80s. He's very famous. Um, Another example would be the Abraham Hicks connection where Esther Hicks channels a group of beings that they like to call themselves basically the name Abraham, which is the name of their group, like the Abraham group. Sounds kind of like a financial group. (laughs) Somebody you'd want to have a hedge fund with or something, but... Anyway, those are examples of in or of direct channels and I am an indirect channel. I <clears throat> don't allow anyone to take over my body, kind of freaks me out. So instead, I do telepathy. I just I go into kind of a trance, which I'm kind of a little bit in now. Marty connected with them. I use muscle testing in case I don't hear something correctly. This is not something they do in direct channeling, but it's uh, not exact science. (laughs) It's something I've been doing my whole life. I've been um, telepathing with creatures such as uh, Raven when I was a kid, very like three years old, two years old. And I've been telepathing with Jesus since I was probably seven years old. And I've been doing this my whole life, but I've been publicly channeling now only for about two years, three years, something like that. Whenever Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast started um, in my original radio show, Metaphysical Soul Speak, I did not channel. I was still in the channeling closet, as it were, but now I'm out loud and proud (laughs) as a um, indirect channeler. So anyway... I'm going to go ahead and uh, do this now, and we'll see how far we get before I have to stop to blow my nose or get some tea. Hopefully, we'll be okay. So, here we go. All right, uh... Learn 12, am I connected with you? Muscle testing says yes. I use kinesthesiology, guys. Um, so if I hear something wrong and I want to make sure I use muscle testing to get a yes or a no and to kind of clarify what's coming through. All right, so um, <clears throat> Learn 12, you may begin the transmission now. And I'll just let you guys speak. And if I have any questions, I will butt in and say, this is me, Elena. And then I will speak so the audience knows who's speaking through me, whether it's me or you guys. Okay? And muscle testing says yes. (laughs) So go ahead. Um, Laren12, welcome to the show. 
Greetings, we are the Lyran 12. It's been a very long time since we were able to connect with your audience here today in uh, this format anyway. We are happy that we are here today and um, we hail from all over the universe. Our particular group are together past the Orion galaxy in a completely different galaxy that's kind of from your vantage point behind the Orion galaxy. We are closer to, um, they're showing me the middle between Orion and Andromeda, kind of in the middle of that, but behind Orion. Is that where it is? Yes, from your vantage point, that's about the most accurate description that you can say. Um, there are beings all over the universe. It's hard for a lot of your human minds to understand that there indeed are extraterrestrials, as you call them, (laughs) or off-worlders or aliens, which we don't like this word so much, but we, uh, do tend to hear a lot of they're saying squeal delight or squealing and laughter. <laughs> why, why, why are you guys saying this? You're saying squealing squeals of delight. Oh, when people find out that we exist and we have cat heads, as you guys call it, um, for us, they're just our normal heads. We are kind of, uh, we're humanoid and we have a, cat-like features. We have a lot more, um, hair on our skin. Um, many of your earthlings call it fur (laughs) and more accurate to call it hair, I guess, from our perspective, but you can call it fur if you like. We find out that many of you are super happy because you guys love animals and especially cats. A lot of you, unless you're a dog lover, maybe you wouldn't be listening to this if you're a dog lover. (laughs) They're laughing quite a bit about this idea. (laughs) And we are happy that we are welcomed in your world with these moments or squeals of delight and laughter when you realize that maybe if we were there with you, you would want to pet our faces or hug us. And we, we might feel the same about you. I hope that if we ever meet face to face, you guys aren't, um, upset when we revel at your skin and your hair and we want to pet you as well. (laughs) We think that turnabout is fair play. And it's of course, (laughs) If it's your prerogative to touch us like this, it's our prerogative to touch you like this. (laughs) We do uh, have the um, understanding and knowledge that many of your pets are actually our kind. We may or may not know them personally, but we do know many of your cats, uh, especially your black cats and your white cats, and even some of your red cats. And very rarely cats of multi-colors are actually uh, Lyrans in disguise. They do like to not spy on your people, but they do enjoy coming to your world and 
understanding uh, your cultures through the eyes of a pet is very important to our culture. We like to understand other uh, worlds and the way that other people interact with each other. And if it's in the same room as a beloved pet, then we can watch and observe without you suspecting a thing. But we do notice that many of you get quite suspicious of us. And there's a lot of uh, joking in your world about us having spaceships and reporting back to the mothership and whatever. We see that there's a lot of kidding around and then you laugh at your own jokes, but you don't know how real they are and how they're really not jokes. And it's actually true, at least in some circumstances. But many of you would be hopefully delighted to find out that not only are there Lyrans all over the universe and throughout your galaxy, but all the other galaxies as well. Also all the other galaxies as well, but there are people, there are people all over the universe, many different kinds of, uh, extraterrestrials as you call them Uh, we just call them beings or humanoids if you want to be scientific about it Um, they're saying ish but they're pulling that from my mind scientific ish (laughs) that's me Elena saying that but they were trying to get it across it's a kind of scientific not really but from our perspective it is and from theirs it's just kind of um, laughable a little bit (laughs) to say humanoid because that's our version or our word is human, you know, but they, um, they, they call it, they have another word for it. So go ahead, uh, Larens. Um, we have, um, a longstanding history with other species. We do have our friends and we do have our foes. We have people all over, um, the universe that we interact with in a good way. We have our trade routes. We have our, um, we do have our spaceships and we do have our abilities when we are in our physical bodies, not when we are inhabiting an earth cat body, for example, but when we are in our normal, um, bodies with arms and legs like you and, you know, walking around upright on two legs, (laughs) versus four legs with a tail because that's not our normal go-to. We don't tend to have tails, actually. So do you guys have tails? Or you do tend to have tails? Uh, Oh, oh, actually, they said that, and then muscle testing said wrong. So, So you guys don't tend to have your tails out, but you do have tails. And what do you do with your tails when you do? So you wear clothes that let your tails hang out. Oh no. Our tails are very private. Oh, 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 that's kind of freaking me out. Your tails are private. What do you do with your tails? And does everyone in your planet have tails or in your planets? We, we inhabit dozens of planets. Um, originally our people, our species, we had early space travel and we went to many different planets. And so some developed more lush, um, furry tails and some of us developed smaller, shorter, uh, hairless tails, but there, um, 
coming out of our, what you call your tail bone (laughs) for us, our tail bones are literally in our tails. Interesting. Okay. Visualizing that now that's a little odd. So, so what do you do when you wear your clothes? We, uh, tuck our tails. (laughs) We tuck our tails and we put them inside of our clothing Sometimes we will, um, it depends on the person. If they have a very long tail, it will come around usually like to the side or to the front. And, um, we just keep our tails hidden. Um, we find that it freaks out other species sometimes that we do have tails. So we like to keep them well hidden and we kind of feel like our tails are our own business and they're private. And especially because our tails give away our, um, emotions and we don't like to give away what we're thinking inside very often, especially when we're uh, going through a bartering or a trade agreement or trying to come to, um, a shipping arrangement or something. Uh, we say the word shipping, that's your word, but we, um, have our, our trades that go on, we have businesses and we negotiate, uh, with other planets and with other beings at, uh, outposts or way stations, which again, those are earth terms. We have other words for these, uh, kinds of things, but we, um, we barter for fabrics that we turn into clothing and we barter for, um, uh, well, we don't want to say catnip, but our version of what catnip, what you give to your, your cats, we have our version of relaxing herbs that, uh, affect our bodies the way that maybe your cannabis, um, would affect your bodies. We could call it our catabus. <laughs> we like, uh, to have this as our, uh, special, um, evening tea, And sometimes we will sprinkle it on our food and it's also good for our immune system. And we enjoy this a great deal. And we have plants throughout the uh, universe that we, um, sometimes we'll eat with our other rest of our meals. So I guess you could call it our spices or whatever. And that's important to us is to have the right flavor, um, for our food, just as it is in your culture as well. And we have, um, a great need to, uh, reach out and hear music from other cultures. And we like to dance. We like to have our, uh, we like to have our, uh, are you saying jollies? They're saying jollies. This is weird. We like to have our jollies with other or are you saying follies? They're saying jollies and follies. They're, they're like, we'd like to have our jollies and follies with other, uh, musical renderings like, from all over the universe. It's very interesting. The art that people can come up with in the form of sound and rhythm. And it's different in every, um, part of the universe on every planet. It's wildly different. And we, we kind of get a kick out of it. Again, we're using your earthly terms because we also get a kick out of your earthly terms. And we're very much interested in culture and looking into your culture as well as cultures from around 
uh, various uh, solar systems and galaxies. And we enjoy this kind of cultural exchange. Um, We will bring um, our fabrics from our people that we make and we will exchange these fabrics with other people's fabrics um, in other parts of uh, the universe, as it were. And we find that that's also very rewarding and fun for us as well. And sometimes we will make blankets out of various fabrics from all over um, a galaxy. So like we might say, you know, Well, the Milky Way galaxy is what you call your galaxy. So we might have fabrics from the Milky Way galaxy, and that would be a Milky Way blanket, for example. And we will have our own name or word for your galaxy. So we'll say our own word for it. But we uh, love the idea of this, and we always are showing our young people the um, intelligence and the... Uh, wit or the wisdom and the stories from all over the universe. It's so exciting for us to pretty much get into people's um, homes and their hearts and their minds and their cultures because it's so interesting and intriguing for us. And you know, uh, you have a saying in your world how curiosity kills the cat and well, we can say that maybe it was our curiosity that led to um, our demise and destruction in some of our worlds. We found that this uh, saying in your world is, is quite accurate and true when it came to us as people that have cat-like features. And maybe there's something to that. We're not sure um, how to respond to this idea that you have in your world other than to say, we see a little bit of truth in this, that maybe we were curious about some cultures a little bit more than we ought to have been. And then once they realized we were here, they got um, not jealous or upset that we're here, but they thought that we were um, a weak species because all we do is have our constant interest in exchanging our cultures. We, we always want to just look at, I guess you could say the soft side of life. We weren't interested in trading weapons. We weren't interested in building up militaries or having our territories expanded in a way that we would, um, have to defend them. We, from our cultural perspective, we just wanted to love where we come from and love everybody else as well. And we just wanted everyone to know who we were and we wanted to know who everybody else was, if that makes sense for you. And we got caught up with some very bad people in the universe that we don't even like to say who it is, but if you've heard the story, you know, they begin with the letter D and we know that you've heard of them, (laughs) but, uh, we're not going to say their names, but they rhyme with Mako (laughs) and we have been hunted by them. And I don't know what happened. I think there was a story that they tell that, 
we, some of our ancestors disrespected the king of their people. And well, they just, they said that they would make sure that we're eradicated from the universe. And the source of all things have decided that that wasn't fair. And so we, um, our people, those of us that are very meditative and contemplative and hear the voice of the source, we, or at least we could say our ancestors that were very close with the source energy. We were told how to build spaceships, how to escape, how to hide in plain sight and where to go and what planets would be safe for us. And we thought that was very interesting um, as a people. So we went along with that. And now we are spread throughout all of the universe. We are in many different galaxies and we have developed different types of uh, cultural um I'm hearing the word cultural exchanges. Is that it? Okay. Okay. So we've developed different types of cultural exchanges, outposts, and we have also developed, um, subcultures or minor cultures as we call them. Um, so you could say, you know, from the Orion galaxy, we have, you know, specific parts of our culture, but then maybe, in the Andromeda, where the Andromedans live, we have, um, you know, a different, so like we have specialty teas that we have, um, developed and brewed over thousands of years in the Orion galaxy, for example. And then we have these specialty fabrics that are like silk that we have created over in the Andromeda area, for example. And then we have our artists who paint or draw, you know, if that's the, our loose translation of it, but we have other materials that we turn into art in yet another kind, another part of the, uh, in a different galaxy, because that's just how the culture developed there. But all the things that our people have always been interested in back when we had our own original planets, we now, um, have developed throughout the universe. And, and we want you to know that if you ever met one of us or you met a, you know, our group, for example, you would be very fascinated by all of the things that we uh, know and what we can teach you and what you can teach us. You, especially if you're interested in music or art. And we also love a good tale. We love a good yarn. We've heard you guys say it yarn. And we think that's a really wonderful, um, not to be confused with yarn that you think you should give your cats to chase, and we think that's also funny that we say the word yarn. You probably caught on to that, but we um, love a good yarn, as it were, and we like to um, tell tales from our ancestors, just like you do um, in your world. And we love the cultures in your world and how different parts of your world have vastly different cultures, and our people are the same, different different settings, different types of, um, landscapes or types of weather can lead to vastly different cultures and imagine that, but then in different, um, parts of the universe and different planets that are completely different from one another. 
you know, you on your planet, you have plants that are mostly green and you might find us living in a, in a planet where most of the plants are fuchsia or maybe blue. And we even have uh, planets where most of the pur- most of the plants are purple and, um, we have, uh, developed different cultures in different areas, but we have the, um, Lyran exchanges and we have outposts throughout the universe that have all of the various Lyran, um, medias. And when we say media or mediums, we mean like you can go, for example, into a sector on a specific planet or on an outpost, which is maybe like your international space station, but much, much, much larger. We, there are things like that throughout the, the galaxies. And you might walk into the Lyran part of this um, uh, space station, if you want to call it that. And you'll be able to hear um, the Lyran music from the different galaxies in which we live. And then you would hear or you'd be able to see fabrics that have been developed and maybe even taste some teas or some specialty products like different various kinds of foods that we've been developing in different regions. And you would see art from different countries or planets, not countries, but planets in different areas. And so if you were ever to come across a a Lyran painting, you might think, Oh, that's very interesting. All the plants are purple, but I saw another Lyran plant or painting of plants in another sector. And maybe the plants were, you know, black and blue and they were way different. And I wonder why the artistic style is so different. And it's not because of that. It's because we have different cultures in different Uh, planets and we were um, very we are very interested in how our own cultures have expanded and grown and developed and we think that when your planet is finally a part of the Galactic Federation of Light we will notice that in the next coming we'll say we'll call it a thousand to two thousand years when humans are living throughout the various galaxies, you're going to be very shocked to see how your cultures develop. What you call your rap music will be completely different the way that it develops. If you go to the Pleiadians, um, world worlds in the, what you call from your perspective, the star cluster called the Pleiades, for example. So say, you have a cultural exchange with the Pleiadians and you go to that part of the galaxy and then the children of the children of the children who were original um, uh, earthlings and they were, for example, say they were rappers, their music is going to develop in the most extraordinary of ways and you're going to love it, but it's going to be really different than what you're used to now like the topics that people talk about are going to be indistinguishable. Um, what do you mean by that you guys indistinguishable? Oh no, they said, no, we no, they mean quite distinguishable. Sorry. It's going to be very different. That means different. Yeah. It's going to be quite distinguishable from what 
on earth your people talk about now. So when your people on earth, for example, will talk about, um, clothes and jewels and having more money and being better than other people, you might go to the Pleiadians and find a completely different kind of mentality. And then a thousand to 2000 years from now, your rap, your rap might develop into talking about the different colors of the birds and how maybe your birds have a higher vibration than somebody else's birds. It might be something completely wild and way different and something almost unrecognizable to the earth people of today. And that's how we, um, look at back, you know, thousands of years ago, going back in our own history, when we look at our Lyran people and how they were, we really see a big difference in how we are today. And it is almost unrecognizable to us. So when we do these exchanges and we talk to the older Lyrans, the people that have been around for a long, long time, and maybe they remember previous incarnations and we do live longer than humans. But when you see, um, you know, somebody from our world, especially a seer or a seer, whatever uh, you want to, however you want to say that word, when you um, meet somebody who has a complete memory of who they used to be in other lifetimes, they, are amazed at how much different our culture is or cultures throughout, um, these various outposts. And so we hope someday that you can meet us in person and, and, and go to the different uh, places and see how our culture has developed so that you could see or at least get a reasonable idea of how your cultures are going to develop once you get off of your planet. Some of you will go and most of you will stay, but some of you will grow out of your planet and grow into being a space being. You're going to start your space cultures and it's going to open up your people in ways that will absolutely surprise you, or at least will surprise your great, great, great grandchildren. When you see the differences and where you come from and where you're going, it's going to be wildly different. And we are simultaneously afraid for your people and also quite excited and elated for your people. And when we say we're afraid for your people, we don't see anything coming um, that's scary. But we do see that many of your people are going to be afraid of going off world. And we wanted to assure you that the people who will be eventually getting into spaceships and leaving the planet and looking to colonize other planets because that's what humans do. You are explorers. And we have seen that in your thousands of years of history already, that this is just the next step. And we see this, but we also see that many of the people, especially the ones that will be left behind or that choose to stay behind are going to be quite worried and afraid for those that do leave the world. But we wanted to let you know and assure you that this is just the way it's supposed to be. This is how 
it was always meant to be that eventually you would break free and you would start civilizations elsewhere. And eventually you would impenetrate or would penetrate other parts of the galaxy and other parts of the universe. And you would start the, um, as you call them, the breakaway human civilizations. And those people that do this hundreds of years from now will end up being quite sophisticated and it's going to grow the uh, collective energy and vibration of your people, including the ones back on earth. It will increase the vibration of humans in general because it will increase the knowledge and eventually the love and the compassion factors and the spiritualities will also increase. This is what has happened in our cultures. This is what, um, you know, we had very, very wise sages on our worlds. And then when we had to escape and those of us that moved on to other worlds, we had to search for meaning in all of this. The fact that we had to leave our home world, one of our home worlds blew up. We've been hunted. You know, we had to search for meaning in all this and searching for the spiritual meaning of all this has led us to greater spiritual insights. And it has brought us a great deal of, of comfort. Even when we look at the more terrorizing parts of our collective history, we do notice that we have grown as a people as a result of it. So we're not bitter or afraid or sad about it, even though maybe some days we feel a little sad about it and some of us can get quite morose over it. Over it. We do recognize that there is a greater spiritual play at work here and we view it as like a cosmic play, like you have plays on your stages or you make your stories that turn into TV shows or movies um, about various themes, well, we see that life itself is a theme. And there's themes that are sub-themes within that theme of life and living. And we have this very interesting perspective that we never would have had had we never left our corner of the universe. And had we never been contacted by beings that were outside of ourselves that looked really crazy and wild and vastly different from our own beings. And we thought, wow, you know, in some cases we thought, wow, they're very ugly. (laughs) And sometimes we thought, wow, they're very beautiful. And other times we thought, wow, they're very strange and unusual. But we came to a point where we thought, we can learn a lot from all of the other beings. And we hope that your um, earthlings, your people can gather together enough of your bright and brilliant minds that have enough intelligence and wisdom and compassion to know that no matter what it is that you see before you, no matter what kind of beings contact you that we all have value that we all come from source originally and 
Source wants to delight and surprise us in um, numerous ways, and there is never a limit to what Source can do and create. And it's something that we've learned over um, thousands of years of time that we can find something to love and appreciate in every species that we have encountered, even the ones that have hunted us and the ones that have treated us poorly. There's still a lesson there. There's still something that we have learned from that. And we have love and compassion. And um, like your Elena says, you don't have to like everybody, but you do have to love everybody eventually. And you can learn from everybody, but also you don't have to invite them over to your house for your holidays, your special feasts and whatnot. And we feel the same way that we have tolerated and loved even everybody on a greater, grander spiritual scale. But we, um, we don't interact. We don't choose to interact with every species we come across, but we do try to learn as much as we can about that species And we get to learn from our perspective, the spiritual lessons that they have learned. And we do a spiritual exchange as well as cultural and artistic and musical and whatnot. We enjoy a great deal and we get a great deal out of these exchanges with others. We hope that your world will be willing to step up and step forward and move forward in a an intergalactical exchange and that you will become a part of the Galactic Federation and the Galactic Federation of Light, which is in your galaxy. We hope that you that your people will be able to participate in a much bigger scale in all of these upcoming events because we see what it's done for our people and we hope that what it will end up doing for your people will be um, increasing you, increasing you in every way. We hope that you will learn to expand your mind and your hearts to others without... Um, and they're trying to put it delicately. I think they're saying objectify. They're saying, yeah, that's a good word. They, they don't want to upset us, but <laughs> so, so like they don't want basically, um, this is me, Elena talking They're They're saying that they, they're hoping that you don't get out into the greater universe at large on a spaceship and go, you mean the octopus looking people, the cat people, the, you know, like, you know, they don't want you to objectify people based on the animals on earth or based on, you know, the one with the eight legs or the one with the, you know, the eight eyes on their head or whatever, like, okay. So now they're talking again. Okay. So yes, exactly. Like the space etiquette is not really to mention the things that are being has it's more like um and and also we don't want to we want you to not point out the higher or lower vibration of other people as well 
you know, so it would be extremely considered rude to look at somebody and say, oh, you mean the lower vibrational um, creature with the eight eyes on its forehead and the purple limbs, you know, that would be like a very rude. So you have to um, learn how to listen carefully. So you could say, um, and they're saying a word, I can't get this. Um, Thumu, Thumurasu or Thumurasian, that's a kind of being that they've encountered, a Thumurasian, T-H, it's very awkward to say, so like if they say that is a Thumurasian, for example, you could say, oh, okay, um, that delicate from the Thumurasian um, culture is over there in the corner, that would be like, you know, so just like, we would say, they're saying to me, they would say, we would say, oh, um, that earthling over there. <laughs> so they would call us an earthling because that's what we call ourselves. And so um, they don't say, you know, the humanoid with the pale skin and the, you know, <laughs> easily pierceable pale skin or lack of armor. <laughs> you know, they would call us an earthling. You know, um, when you get out into the greater, um, space, as it were, the greater universe, you're going to also see that beings are different colors and they call their colors different than your colors. Obviously there's a different name for everything, but you're going to see the colors that you've never seen before and combinations of colors and markings and patterns and, um, you know, from stripes to scales to <laughs> many tails, you're going to see a lot of different things in your um, journeys. If you are somebody who chooses to journey in this space way, and it's going to be hard and extraordinary all at once. And we feel for you, especially as a brand new fledgling planet, just entering the galactic federation it's going to be a, a big shock for many of you. And we have been talking with other people in the Galactic Federation about putting it in a situation, putting your planet in a situation where there will be um, TVs set up around your planet. The equivalent of, we're saying TVs, it's going to be something along that kind of idea of technology. It's not really what it's going to be, but if we say TVs, you can understand it'll be like billboards or TVs in every country. So that when we do have the cultural exchange and the galactic federation of light convention, that's, um, going to happen soon. And there are you saying in a couple of years, maybe in a couple of years, maybe it's not, like soon next week or soon in three months. But when your planet has been adequately contacted in a way that they have already, all the countries of your planet have to agree and they have to say, yes, we're part of the galactic uh, federation of light, light meaning the Milky Way galaxy, because it is quite bright and beautiful. 
and and the rest of the galactic federation is bigger than the light one that's we're just like a sub subdivision is what they're trying to say all right so we're going to set up we're hoping that's our, our, our goal is to set up these equivalent of tvs in every country that will show you where your earthlings that are delegates are going and who they're interacting with. And you're going to be able to see on these huge screens, all of the different, uh, beings that you're interacting with. Now your mind is not going to be able to comprehend them all, but it's going to give you a much broader sense of how you are and, and, and where your place in the universe is you're going to start to understand that you're we're not going to say small fish in a big pond but just that you're (laughs) one type of fish and the rest of us are different fish if you want to use that metaphor you're going to maybe hopefully our goal um, for showing this you're going to understand that people in your world are earthlings and you're not going to continue to distinguish this colored this person's color of skin versus that person's color of skin and your color of skin versus everyone else's color of skin you're going to realize that you all look the same more or less and the color of skin is not going to be a lot less important when you start seeing that there's creatures with purple and green and orange skin and scales and feathers and fur and other, you know, lots of limbs and things that we can't even describe because it won't even make sense to you right now. You're going, you're, we're hoping that your people will start to feel a lot more love for all the other people and a lot more compassion for the people in, in your world. We're hoping that you will all bound or band together and start to feel more um, unity with each other. And we think that that's one of the initial phases or stages of a brand new planet coming out of isolation. You have been in a state of space isolation, meaning you have been isolated from traveling to space for a very, very long time. You're only allowed to do so when you've reached a critical stage, which is a deep, um, level of personal awareness and spiritual awareness and that love and light energy is coming in. And we see that you're quite, you're quite possibly almost there. You're, we're seeing that you're maybe at 79%. If we can take into consideration everybody on the planet, those of you listening to this transmission, you're always up there a lot higher. We see you at maybe between 96 to 98% ready for this. Those of you that are listening to this that we imagine will listen to this. But when we think about the whole planet at large, you're 79% ready, which is quite extraordinary. When you reach 85% ready, we're going to start having more contact with you. And, um, we're going to test the waters as it were more right now. We do have a lot of spaceships from the Pleiades and 
the Andromedans um, have come. The Arcturians are in a higher vibrational state, but they're coming and they're observing your world quite often. And we have um, also our Lyrans. We have our ground crew. As many of you have said the words ground crew lately, we do have the ground crew in the form of cats. And we do have um, Lyrans who are in, in humanoid form that are in your human bodies, some of you. And we have um, people from all over the universe have incarnated. And this is a very special time because this is not normally allowed to the extent at which it is right now. But there's so many star seeds on your world, on your planet, because you're getting ready to be a space-faring planet. You'll become a part of the Galactic Federation in time. And your lives are going to be changed forever. And we hope that you have the uh, ability to be open-minded about this and that you are um, excited to meet us as we are excited to meet you. And that you'll keep working on your spirituality and your open-mindedness. And that you just keep radiating your beautiful, beautiful light. So that all of the people around you, the sleeping ones, will awaken. When we reach critical mass, which as we said, it's around 85 to 86% of your planet. When they are open-minded enough to think of maybe becoming a space-faring um, uh, spacefaring uh, species, then that's when it's going to be opened up and the governments of the world will be contacted outright, not behind closed doors, but rather in the light of day where people will, the everyday common folk will see that this is going to happen. And we are going to be quite pleased when this happens because then we'll be that much closer to meeting all of you that have an interest in knowing us. We cannot wait to play our musical instruments for you and show you how we dance and how much fun we have and to show you our herbal brews and show you our fabrics and all the things that we offer. We cannot wait to show you our stuff and we cannot wait to see yours as well so um, keep focusing on your light and on your spiritual growth and know that you've got us your Lyran big brothers and sisters just waiting to meet you and embrace you and maybe even pet your faces and your hair too <laughs> And they're laughing because they know I've talked about this before. Oh, that's fun. I love you guys. And I'm so happy to hear from you tonight. This is a very strange message, but we like it. <laughs> and they say we like it too. And we love all of you very much. We do consider you family. And we're excited to have a wonderful exchange with your people. And they're kind of doing like a little bit of a bow to me and I'm kind of bowing to them and 
Do I hear you guys purring? <laughs> They're saying, yes, we do make a purr sound. <laughs> My cat's always hugging me and purring. They're like, that's because she's a Lyran. <laughs> but all of our human cats, or all the cats that are here, they all purr. And they're like, yeah, it's a feline feature, and we do have it. We do purr a lot. And they're kind of laughing. They're a little bit embarrassed that I said it. I'm sorry about that. I don't want to embarrass you guys. We cannot wait to meet you. And they say, and they say we cannot wait to meet you guys as well. So they're, um, they said, there, we've said it all. And we are praying, constantly sending you love and light to your planet, to your people. And we are beaming as much high vibrational energy that we can to you so that you grow fast and come up energetically. When you pop into the fifth dimension, then we're going to have exchanges with you all the time. Um, and so we're excited for that. They're saying basically, so they're like, keep going. You're almost there. (laughs) Okay. They're saying that they have other things to do now. They've got another meeting, but they love you guys very much. They love all of us and we love you too. Lirans. Thank you for coming onto the show. They said, thank you. And you're, they're saying you're welcome. We will come back again at another time and that's it. So they're just smiling and bowing and they're closing their eyes and kind of praying. Um, you know, now they look like they're going into a circle to meditate. Now they're closing the transmission off. So that's it. End transmission. All right. This is a very unconventional message. It's, um, they weren't here with me physically. They, they physically come and they're out of phase with me sometimes. And I feel them all around me and I feel like the hair on the back of my neck and, and my back, um, feels tingly and the hair in the back of my neck kind of stands up and I feel strange when they're here physically. They were only, uh, telecommunicating through their, um, powers of telepathy only from wherever they're hailing from. I don't know. I feel like they're from another planet right now. It's very strange, like way, way, way far away, like beyond, like they said, they're coming from beyond, um, kind of if you look where Andromeda and Orion galaxies are and they're like in the middle of that a little bit more towards the Orion but beyond that in another galaxy that we don't even know about that's how far away they are so beyond Orion's belt and more towards the Andromedan side so wow it's kind of crazy anyway um that's it <laughs> That is another episode of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I hope you guys liked it. I know it was strange and fun. And um, (laughs) I hope it's just what the doctor ordered for you. (laughs) Maybe not, right? Not actual doctor, but you know what I mean. So, yeah. All right. I will uh, be back tomorrow with all unique and original programming, just like always. And until then, I am signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension till next time guys peace
Alexa, what is your favorite planet? That would be planet Earth, but I hope to someday explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no AI has gone before. <laughs>